Hello, and welcome to this Cambridge Health Tech Institute podcast for BioIT World and CHI's Clinical Genomics and Informatics Europe Conference and Expo, taking place the 4th through the 6th of December in Lisbon, Portugal. I'm Anne Wynn, Associate Conference Producer, and today we're chatting with Zoltan Salasi. He is one of our speakers from the Genome Informatics Conference and Senior Research Scientist in the Children's Hospital Informatics Program at Harvard Medical School and Professor of Systems Biology at Danish Technical University. Zoltan, welcome and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Right now, uh, we're calling you at Harvard in the Boston, Massachusetts area in the U.S., but you split your time between there and Danish Technical University, as I said, in Lingby, Denmark. Um, how have your research and activities fit into those environments? Well, uh, it, it fits both uh, into Harvard and Lingby in many other places because my group is investigating important clinically relevant problems in cancer biology where genomic analysis may hold the key to the solution. And when you're working with genomics, then you don't really know where you're going to end up. So if you work just only with the estrogen receptor, you sort of have a pretty good idea where the question lies, what the possible or probable solutions are, and you know that you're going to stay within a well-defined realm of a certain number of proteins, receptors, or whatnot. But in genomics, you don't know where you're going to end up, and our 10, 15-year-long history showed that this is to be the case. So we very often find possible, very important solutions or answers to our questions that we have very little idea about. And even more, we are not quite, you know, certain how we can do the actual laboratory or clinical validations. So from very early on, we realized that the best strategy for us is to do the best job we can do with genomics, and then if we have an interesting possible solution, then go out there, find the best collaborator in the world, either a laboratory, a bench scientist, or a clinician, and then collaborate with them. So that, that has been our strategy for a long time. So uh, that's true for my Boston group that works very closely together with Dana-Farber, with Yale, with, with University of, of Miami, uh, and also in Europe we work a lot with Charlie Swanson's lab at University College of London. Uh, we work uh, with EGR, Institute of Gustav Rusi. So I was trying to set up two strong centers, one at, at Harvard, one in Europe, at, in Denmark, and from there we are organizing these various consortia that uh, solve these problems. So that's the main reason that I'm maintaining two laboratories at the moment. I see. And can you describe some of your work on genetic network analysis of cancer, um, including the experimental and computational analytical tools your lab has developed in relation to breast cancer? Right. So um, we are interested in robust, relevant uh, biology in cancer, in particular breast cancer, but actually we work on other cancer types as well. So this involves, we are interested in DNA repair pathway aberrations, genomic instability, cancer immunotherapy. But for this talk, and this is the area that we published the most about, is we realized very early on that different types of cancers or different individual cancers are driven uh, to some extent by different genomic instability, by different DNA repair pathway aberrations. And the fact which DNA repair pathway aberration is yeah, is, is present in a given tumor is going to determine not only the biology or in the course of disease, but to a large extent, response to therapy as well. So we started to work on it like eight or ten years ago to, find, to try to find to develop methods that when we take a biopsy 
from a given patient, how can we best describe, how can we best determine what type of DNA repair pathway aberration, what type of genomic instability is present, is driving that tumor? So namely, the best known example of that is that we developed a predictor of platinum sensitivity in breast cancer. And we have known for a long time that homologous recombination and lack thereof is a very good predictor of platinum sensitivity. There is, you know, good reason that the biology is very solid. The question was, how can we quantify the level of homologous recombination incompetence in a tumor biopsy? If you have a cell line or an experimental setup, you know, there are methods to do it. But when you work with a single biopsy, there are not that many things you can do with it. You can look at, you know, gene expression patterns. You can look at the DNA aberration patterns. So, and that's exactly how we started to do our work. So um, we developed a, a particular DNA repair pathway aberration um, measure that looks at the end of the chromosomes. It looks at allelic imbalance at the end of the chromosomes, and, the, and there is good biological reason, there is solid science behind why the number of chromosomes that shows this characteristic telomeric, subtelomeric allelic imbalance is a, a good measure of homologous recombination incompetence in the cell, and uh, consequently, it is a very strong predictor of platinum uh, sensitivity in breast cancer. And what will be the main theme of your presentation at the Genome Informatics Conference in Lisbon on the 5th of December? So the original predictor that we worked out and published last year in, in Cancer Discovery, that was done on SNP arrays. And even when we worked with the SNP arrays, we recognized, not only we, but others recognized, that there are lots of issues when you work with human biopsies. So, for example, the relative amount of normal versus tumor tissue, for example. is Of course, you want to characterize a tumor. So if you have too much normal tissue present, that's going to confine, that's going to mask uh, the true level of DNA aberrations in a tumor sample. So that, we already worried a lot about that and we started to work on that. But a very important technological development that everybody is aware of, which is the emergence, the, the extreme speed by which next generation sequencing is taking over any other technology, made us think that although our original predictor was based on SNP arrays, we realized that if or when this predictor is getting into clinical practice, which is going to be probably happening by the end of next year, Media Genomics has licensed our uh, technology, then that will be based on next-generation sequencing. So the question was, how can we extract the same type of information from next-generation sequencing data while taking into consideration issues like normal contamination, deployity of the tumor, and so forth. So um, that sort of sent us back to the blackboard. I mean, we did know that there were some previous attempts in the literature, uh, some algorithms like ASCAT or Absolute that were supposed to do this. But when we tried those algorithms, they didn't really work too well for us. So um, we decided to start the whole approach from scratch. It's a, you know, also a Bayesian statistics-based method and introducing some uh, original and, we believe, quite well-chosen uh, heuristics, we came up with an algorithm that uh, seems to do a very good job with estimating uh, ploidy, allelic imbalance, copy number variations, and anything else you want to estimate, and, and mutation cause as well, from a next-generation sequencing data that is derived from a tumor sample where normal contamination is present. 
So this program, this algorithm is called Sequenza. We are going to publish it soon, and that's going to be the main focus of my presentation. So I'm going to show how this algorithm is able to deal with normal continuity tumor sample next generation sequencing data. And as a concrete example, I will show how we can extract that aforementioned platinum predictor from next generation sequencing data that will show the same result or the same predictive power as our original SNP array-based platinum predictor. That sounds great. Um, we're looking forward to your talk, and Zoltan, thanks again for your time and insights today. Thank you very much. That was Dr. Zoltan Zalazi of Harvard Medical School and Danish Technical University. He'll be speaking on Thursday evening, the 5th of December, at BioIT World and Cambridge Health Tech Institute's Clinical Genomics and Informatics Europe Conference and Expo. If you'd like to hear him in person, visit clinicalgenomicsinformatics.com to register and enter the key code podcast. The whole event takes place the 4th through the 6th of December at the Sheraton Hotel and Spa in Lisbon, Portugal. I'm Anne Wynn. Thank you for listening to this CHI podcast.